The Lasso Way, Season Two, Episode Two. We're back, Neil. How you doing? Pretty good. I'm missing sure. uh, my Dynamo playing right now. They're playing as we speak, and oh already down, already down, one nothing. Wow. We'll have to send them some positive Lasso vibes. That'll help. Uh, did you see? Um, some other things I want to talk about, but also, did you see the LAFC's got a Ted Lasso promotion for their? Did it already happen, or is it on Friday? I forget. It's tonight. It's it's, oh, it's tonight, tonight, I believe. Yep. Uh, it sounds like there's three uh, locations in Los Angeles that are doing like games and free merch and biscuits and nice. all kinds of stuff. LA is getting That's a cool. lot of love. Yeah. But it, it it I mean it seems like that um the american soccer community has really embraced Ted lasso which i think there's like a lot of some similarities i mean like i don't know a lot of a a lot of u.s soccer fans like lost lost causes and you know an underdog tv show is a a great thing to to latch on to i i think it's lost its underdog status (laughs) i think it's uh it's like being an early adopter. I think maybe we've talked about that even before. I don't know if it was on the podcast or not, though. But being an early adopter of technology, like once everybody else is on on board, it's uh, it's not quite the same, I guess. But um, but yeah, still, uh, yeah, he's getting a lot of uh, a lot of love from all over the place. But uh, we talked about it last time. But those games have happened. The Gold Cup final, Neil. Did you get a chance to watch that game? It was fun. Yeah. 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 My, my wife, my, my wife fell asleep before the goal, but, but, uh, it was, it was kind of late. I, I don't think I'll fault yeah. you for that, but, uh, unfortunately the, uh, the women's team, they, they get a chance to play for bronze, which is still good. Uh, it's just kind of our expectations are pretty high for them. Unfortunately. Um, I shouldn't say unfortunately, that's a good thing, but they, they got beat by Canada for like the first time in two decades. That was, a bit of a surprise and it's hard to get into the Olympics this time. I mean, cause you wake up and like you see the score and then they replay the game in prime time. It's like, especially when it's a soccer match, you already know the result of it's hard to watch. Yeah. Watch it takes that. away a lot of all the drama. The, yeah. the I, I saw the highlights and that penalty kick that was called looked pretty rough. If you haven't like, seen the highlight, you should go watch it. They, the, the goal that they scored was on a PK that, I don't know that that could have gone either way, uh, in my opinion. It was awarded on VAR, though, right? Uh, yeah, I guess so. They, it was clear and obvious that it that was wrong. I <laughs> thought it was a bit harsh, yeah. like yeah. they were both kicking at the ball, and yeah, it was. Yeah. I don't would know, you say it was? Tough. Would you say it was? It was unlucky. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. I'll. I'll uh... I just read about it, I guess. I didn't see the replay of it, but yeah, I'll have to check that out. But, but I mean, good for the men's team because I, I think I kind of intimated in our last podcast episode, I didn't think they had a chance at winning that match, kind of. <laughs> um, I wasn't alone necessarily either, but uh, U.S. men's team winning the Gold Cup with a a substandard squad. I won't call it A, B, C, or D because I don't know what it's at. And I think some of these dudes are going to end up working their way onto the qualifying roster for the sure. way they played. 
They have uh, to, as, as, as tight as that schedule is, they had to anyway. Yeah. But yeah, like some of them will, will, will definitely jump up in the pecking order. Well, and Mr. Shotstopper himself, I think has to be towards the front of that line and changing his stars a little bit, doesn't he? Like, um, I didn't know much about that guy coming into this, but Mr. Turner played pretty well in goal, I thought. <laughs> Kellen Acosta, too. Like, I yeah. don't know that there's been a better, you know, midfield performance than the, what, the show that he put on, too. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. Not since Jermaine Jones in the World Cup, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's been a while. But, no, he – he played great. Didn't he somehow didn't end up on the best eleven of the tournament though? Oh really? Yeah, which yeah. Was... He had he had se- he had several good games. I mean he he could have been the MVP for the the winning team. I mean it was probably between yeah. you know I don't know whatever. And he- Hector Herrera won the best player of the tournament, and yeah. like went studs up into the dude's dome for sure. <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Though. So. He's, anyway, he's becoming uh, a consistent heel. He's the new uh, yeah. Yeah. heel for the Mexican team for, for the U.S. Yeah. There, there's been several, so. Absolutely. He's, he's trying to reach that Rafa Marquez level, I think. Yeah. He's got some, he's got some work to do, but he's well on his way, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, uh, yeah. Come to, come to MLS and, <laughs> and, and, and perform terribly and then. Yeah. Talk, he'll talk some smack. Yeah, he'll be there. Next thing you know. All right. Well, we'll we'll uh, we'll get into this episode. But any initial thoughts you want to lay out there? Or are we still doing a podcast? Or are you just giving up on the show after the premiere uh, from season you, two? You know, I think we can see keep going. Um, <laughs> I, I was I was very pleased with this episode. I'm I I'm not even gonna try to hide the fact that I think that this episode was was a lot better than episode one and i and i i thought back to another series that i thought had lost its way and then it came roaring back but friday night lights you know when there was oh. east Di- when there was east dylan when that happened it was just like what is going on here and then oh, michael b michael b jordan you know, oh hell yeah becomes a star yeah. before Vince. <laughs> that's right oh it's a fantastic show Maybe need to start up a podcast on that pretty soon. <laughs> but yeah, it was, that, that's that's uh, that's a good call. Michael B. Jordan and East East Dillon Lions, I love it. So, but yeah, this this episode was certainly a lot better. Um, this episode kind of focuses on on two of our football mainstays from season one, and Jamie and Roy. Uh, it opens <laughs> the, the episode opens with the news that the lust stops here for Jamie. And that he uh, is also no longer welcome back at Man City. Uh, not surprisingly, I guess. Uh, turns out his strategy did not work out so well um, for that, um, either for the lust conquers all or for his football um, chances. But he's in good spirits with his fans still, which I actually thought was kind of pleasant to watch. But um, but as is made even more clear throughout the episode, he's really reeling from not having a football home anymore and turns to Ted and AFC Richmond for his, his final hope kind of. Um, meanwhile, Roy is reeling in a kind of a ways of his own um, since leaving AFC Richmond. His, his U9 team loses their championship in part due to 
what he calls uh, fucking brain development. <laughs> um, and after a brief preview of his press conference, his retirement press conference, um, Roy finally caves to pressure being applied by Keeley and agrees to take a pundit gig for the day, um, which we we happen upon that in a in a, a unique way as well, which I'm sure we'll talk about. But um, but as expected, Roy is phenomenal at being a pundit in my mind, um, and really appreciates being back around the game. So. Uh, including his former coach from AFC Richmond, who's on the on the panel. I think his name's George um, or Coach Raisinet, as I think Rebecca called him. But uh, for her hard work and getting him to take the gig, Roy gives Keeley a proper thank you as well um, as one of the last things in the episode. But uh, Nate also continues kind of his asshole ways with Will, lashing out at him for any number of things. But this one is... Uh, well, the most prevalent one is the name of the episode. It's he uses lavender laundry detergent for the team. And that really uh, <laughs> irks Nate um, and wants to tell anybody he can about it, too, which is pretty funny. But um, and then our final conflict, we, we set it up at the end of the last episode and it's going to be here throughout, I think. But Ted kind of has a breakthrough of sorts with Dr. Fieldstone. Uh, she seems to be giving him credit for fostering kind of a great atmosphere and environment. Uh, and having, you know, pretty good people all around. But, you know, she kind of questions as to whether or not that's going to be enough to be considered successful um, in the Premier League and at AFC Richmond. So she uh, she tells him the heavy is the head that wears the visor, <laughs> uh, which Ted looks ridiculous in visors, by the way. Um, but that's something different altogether, I guess. But um, But yeah, this conversation with the doctor gets Ted thinking about Jamie's future with the club. And despite a vote of no confidence from Beard and Nate, um, it seems Jamie's back with the club, I guess, is how we leave it. And I, I think we're going to talk about that a little bit more. But but uh, that's kind of the, the episode summation. Do you have anything, generally speaking, you wanted to add before uh, hitting some other high points here? I guess I would say generally, like three of the main characters, I think, are really reeling, um, you know, in this in this episode and in this season so far you know uh you know roy and jamie for sure you know their mm -hmm. their major changes in their career are occurring but yeah. but also ted 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 seems seems out of it we do find out why you know he was on the back of the <laughs> mower yeah. in the preview yeah. and it was just because he likes the way it feels you yeah know, it's good for that sciatica <laughs> to, to me that seems desperate a little bit like just just trying to find you know anything yeah. to alleviate <laughs> i don't know stress or yeah. discomfort or you know it smacks of, of of desperation which yeah we didn't really he's, know he's, why why that occurred and it doesn't make it still doesn't make much sense to me he just needs to feel something <laughs> yeah but, yeah so yeah um I, we talked about it last time. But yeah, Ted Ted was getting dunked on at the end of the last episode or throughout the last episode, and he's he's still getting dunked on, man. Like like I said, I mean, and we'll talk about it a little bit later. But like the doctors, I don't know. I mean, I've got some I got some theories about that too. I, it's, I'm starting to think that uh, they called that doctor in to address Danny, but maybe there's an intervention that's going to take place with Ted at some point. Uh, if it's not already happened and Higgins is like a mastermind in disguise, but 
<laughs> that would really be changing his star or changing his spots, I suppose, because that's certainly not what he was able to do in the first season. But um, so I, I think the biggest question for me is like, is Jamie really back? And I know we're going to talk about some more Jamie stuff later, later, but like the way this plays out, it just, it, it's kind of heartbreaking if he is, because I mean, Ted and Sam, like Ted's been talking Sam up more than anybody else so far this season at the end of the last or in the last episode, you know, in the press conference, he's like, yeah, I thought we played well, especially Sam, you know, he's filling that Roy, Roy Kent size hole and all of these things. And, and in this instance, he's telling Sam, I want you to be a leader on this team, all of these things. He finds out that his dad loves Ted um, as well. Cause he thinks he's in safe hands. Um, which, which he takes, he thinks about later and it's a reason for him to, to bring to shit on uh, his dad's feelings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, let's, let's bring back his nemesis because he doesn't yeah. have as nice a dad as, as Sam. As, as Sam. Yeah. And so, and we actually see Sam kind of like, you know, when they see that, that social media post, like Sam thinks uh, Jamie's coming back and, you know, actually says bullshit in front of the team and it kind of immediately regrets it, regrets it. But I mean, um, I, that's the backstory with Sam and Ted, I guess, but the, like the, if, you know, they fade out and all of a sudden it's snowing on the field and it's like, it's possible there's like some level of time that's gone past or something like that where Jamie's coming back onto the training pitch and there's either like some level of, time that's passed and it's a couple weeks in advance and it's like a flash forward or something, but, and this is probably me just doing wishful thinking because I don't want him uh, doing this to our boy, Sam, but uh, so I'm sure Jamie's just back, but did it seem odd to you the way that they presented that? Well, I mean, it definitely leads you to the conclusion that maybe more time has elapsed than, than, than we know it wasn't maybe just, you know, the end of one training, you know, and the next one begins. Um, yeah. But we'll see. I, you know, it could just be a matter of that. That when they shot at that location, it snowed that day too. It could be as simple as that. And you know, it I just like don't know. That, it looked like digital snow to me. Yeah, I don't know that they could keep if they were going to acquire him. They 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 had to move in that direction. So I don't know how much yeah. time time had yeah. has elapsed. I guess the bigger question for me though that that is a big question. But what kind of Jamie are they going to get? Like <laughs> when he left, when he left AFC Rich, Richmond, you know, there was a lot of, he was moving in a better direction, like towards the end yeah. of his time there. Um, he, well, he, 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 he went on this reality TV show and definitely is going an, another way, but he's definitely yeah. been knocked down a peg because it seems like even his, his agent has dropped him yeah you know yeah um so so i don't know is he is he gonna be um the same guy at the beginning of season one i mean certainly not but but what what's also in the championship he's in the championship now though too to keep in mind too i mean uh he's not gonna be playing in the premier league but like when we talked about it last week we assumed this was like an off-season taping of this thing I think he's literally days away from coming off of this Lust Conquers All like Island or whatever the hell it is. Like, yeah, because um, we did we did we did discuss that, it, you know, in uh, our last podcast. Like, when did he do this? And yeah. and and it seems like he did ditched out on the season 
to do this reality TV show. Ted tells him what you were getting good minutes and all of these things. Yeah. Like, why'd you well, quit? I, and, like, and he, he, he gave that up a little early. I thought like to be that introspective and just say, yeah, I did it mostly because my dad was riding me too hard. You know, like, I, yeah. I guess that shows some growth right there that, that he's already like kind of deconstructed his thought process, you know, you know, probably subconsciously like why he actually did it, you know? I yeah. guess there's some growth there. Well, and and that was another thing that was kind of funny. Like when he when he sits down to talk to to Ted or whatever, um, you know, he kind of rattles off kind of, you know, oh, how you doing? And then just like, yeah, great, awesome. Actually, depressed. This sucks. Like yeah. he just goes Almost through cries like, in his arms. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, oh, okay, that kind of goes downhill um, <laughs> in a hurry. Yeah, but. Uh, but yeah, May's got his back in the pub, um, so that, that that's kind of good. Um, but yeah, that that was interesting. I, I don't know. I guess we'll find out soon enough. Uh, obviously, next episode, I'm assuming. But um, part of me says that I don't want him to be back, and this is all a dream. But I think he's certainly back because it makes for <laughs> it makes for good TV. Obviously, um, do you? But I I also found it weird that Ted said no, so so abruptly you know, when, when confronted with that question, you know, yeah. I don't know. It just seems kind of surprising. It, I, well, that's why I mentioned the relationship with, with Sam. I, I don't, I don't know that it does when you think about kind of that bond he's kind of been trying to get with, with Sam, I guess. Uh, he's been talking him up a ton. So um, yeah, but you know, and he also might've, he been, maybe was ticked off at his strategy and lust conquers all. Maybe he was attached. Yeah. yeah. It was too, it was too soon for him after his ouster from love conquers all. He, uh, he reneged on his proposal. Didn't he propose to a woman or something? And then uh, wound up having sex with a different woman. So he, he, uh, strategy. he, he yeah, he was the, he was the, you know, the Island's top scorer sexually, as he said. So, <laughs> um so there we go yeah but i mean that honestly when this episode started and they started showing that i was i said to my wife i'm like are we is this did i click on the wrong show or something because yeah. <laughs> it was it was pretty funny but uh but yeah so i think i think jamie's back it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out with sam um and and if there is you know some conversation that happened between you know, the fading to black and then going onto the pitch. Like it, it would surprise me that Ted doesn't do something, especially after that conversation he had with Sam, but, but we'll, we'll certainly find out um, I think pretty quick, but um, um, Nate, what, what's going on with Nate, man? Like, is this just who he is now? It's shocking. You know, he was, he was such a kind, you know, mousy, character yeah. in season one and now you know the new kit kit man can't do anything right <laughs> i think at one point what did he say we're being infiltrated by incompetent outsiders <laughs> yeah yeah and ted's like i don't i don't think i said that but yeah well and he jumps at any chance to kind of dunk on the kid too because yeah uh when ted sits down at his desk he's like why does it smell like my nana's house in there in here <laughs> nate nate pops up from his desk and he's like oh 
Ted, hear this or whatever he said. It was just listen to this. You know. Listen to this shit is specifically yeah. what he said. <laughs> yeah, that was it. Like listen to this and like just for him to There's, even know there, that that <laughs> that's the funniest moment of his rants. But it, yeah. it is hard to watch. I wish we had more yeah. time to build up to this this tyrant you, character. You, you wanted to see the progression to him just being a yeah. dickhead all the time. <laughs> I needed to see yeah. the the evolution of yeah <laughs> of this yeah. character but but anyway yeah uh it's it's crazy it seems like it's here to stay uh yeah. but uh but, but i don't know we'll see maybe he could turn around i ted i think even highlights um or 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 doesn't nate nate actually highlight the fact yeah. that you know they talk about jamie coming back into the locker room and belittling yeah. everybody yeah and yeah. w- wouldn't that just be a nightmare to have to be around that all the time where yeah. he interrupts that thought to <laughs> interrupt um, so, the improper application of, of towels in the locker room or something like that. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's putting something underneath the benches when they should be on the benches or something like that. And, and, yeah. and Ted gave, gives him a look like, dude, are you not listening to what, yeah. <laughs> what you're yeah. saying? Cause you just, you're being yeah. really harsh right now, but anyway, his, his self-awareness levels uh, not real high in this episode for sure. Um, but yeah, so it'll, it'll certainly be interesting to see that play out. I I'm with you. I don't, I don't think he's going back anytime soon. I think this is him. Um, I think in the bonus episode we did, we went kind of over the top with it that he was going to be like, you know, um, trying to get like a bigger and better job, but I, I don't know if that's it. He's just going to be, a, he's just going to kind of be a dick, but uh but yeah, so, um, but Mr. Kent has a, a, a pretty main, a big storyline in this one, or should I call him uh, Mr. Roy Budweiser Kent, um, if you'd like, Neil, do you have anything to say about that? <laughs> it was a shocking moment in the, in the series that, you know, Roy, yeah. Roy Kent drinks Budweiser. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know why Budweiser. he didn't just go to MLS. <laughs> Budweiser's popular over there, I think, actually. But I, I don't beers, miss, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. But uh, but yeah, um, like we said, he's still reeling a bit too. Um, it seems that he still can't even acknowledge Ted because he drops off Keeley uh, at work one morning, and uh, you know, a- after the conversation about why he's riding the the mower, he's like, "Is that Roy?" And then he just peels out. Peels of the out. Lot. Yeah, that was hilarious. I love that. And, and yeah. Ted's like waving to him, and all yeah. you pretty much hear is the squeal of of tires. Yeah, that was yeah. that was amazing. Which is pretty harsh was, considering where they were at the end of last episode, right? I mean, I think he he just doesn't know what to do without, you know, being that Roy Kent. I guess too, it it hurts too much. Yeah. There you go. There it is. So. And, you know, he's lost his U9 championship and, you know, fucking brain development again. That's, that's no, no good. But, um, and we find that he's not even with Keely, um, he's not even himself as much as he used to be. So she's, she's got to do her best impersonation of Mr. Mr. Lasso and watch old videos of Roy's uh, retirement press conference, which we finally got a little preview of, like I said. Uh, and we talked about that last time. Um, but yeah, it's, he was just kind of a, 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 you know, 
a lot of uh, emotional guy at his press con- his retirement press conference. It was pretty funny. I still hope we get to see more of that press conference and we get to see it in less of an awkward way <laughs> sure. um, in the future. But, uh, but yeah, that, it was pretty good. Yeah. The, the scene. Um, yeah. Leading up to it. That, that's a kind of a, a shocker uh, and just leading up to it too, because Kiwi yeah. ha- has a talk with Jamie about what's going on with, with his future and how he's not doing so good after they get over or Keely gets over the fact that he pretty much just <laughs> erased <Yeah. laughs> erased her from his life but now now needs yeah. her help to try to get back with with Richmond but like you yeah. see them together and then Roy comes home and yeah. or not home becomes goes into Keely's place yeah. and and is look kind of looking around for her and I think a lot of people's minds going to go to Jamie's there and they're getting yeah. back together and Cer- you fi- certainly where roy, i was at yeah roy stumbles you know <laughs> into a room and airpods are airpods pro do a great job canceling the noise that's She's, right um, enjoying her phone and uh and having a uh, wank as roy would say <laughs> yeah and then you you think that who's on the phone is it is it jamie is it a scene yeah. from Lust Conquers All? Yeah. Or, yeah. or what, what's going on? When in reality, it, it is just Roy's retirement speech, which yeah. it looks like he does an amazing job of ugly crying. <laughs> yeah. And and she enjoys that because it makes him look passionate and vulnerable. And uh, he hasn't been like that since he left football. So yeah. that, that was her way to say, take the damn you know, pundit gig, um, even if it's just for a day. Uh, and so he finally caves to that. And like, did you have any doubt that he was going to be awesome at this? Like, I mean, I, I well, like this. Okay, so, <laughs> so, so is he awesome at it? I, you know, like if you did that in the United States, I don't know what the rules are there. Like he, 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 okay. he, he did it. He, he did his job in a very real and honest way, but he did it in the Roy Kent way, which every other <laughs> word was a swear word. I don't, I don't know if the fines that he racked up, it's worth having him on television and he does need to clean it up. Yeah. Well, and that was one of the funny things about um, when they messaged Keely about this, you know, I think they said like, other than a couple slip ups with language, like <laughs> he did yeah. great. I mean, like I, th- I th- he says, looking at that, he says they played like shit. Chelsea was shit today. Who gives a shit, Chris? <laughs> How some yeah. fucking pride in your shirt and don't or don't fucking wear it. Like a few yeah. slip ups. He only yeah. spoke for like forty five seconds total, and he had at least six or seven square words in it. And when, when and when first addressed, he just grunts. I I think <laughs> I think it's really I the, the scene is really fun, obviously. Yeah. But um, and also just like the way the other pundits almost try to knock him off his game, you know, like his, his old coach is like, try not to get too emotional, you know, like, and even even the camera, yeah, he's like thrown into his seat and and like his seats jacked up too, but he like, he puts it all aside, you know, puts on his game face and just. As he, as he, yeah, as he tells Keely, he's not, he's not nervous about that. There's no defense in TV. 
but he's just worried about, you know, if people don't like him, um, which that doesn't seem to be a very uh, Roy Kent thing to worry about, I guess. But, but yeah, no. And you're right. I don't, I don't know what the, you know, the regulations are in uh, England for that, but I I don't think they probably have the same FCC rules and stuff like we do. Um, I mean, they certainly don't have that organization of it or that um, entity, obviously, but, uh, but yeah, if he does, uh, they probably wouldn't have called him back, but uh, I just love it. A couple slip ups with, <laughs> with language. Baz and the boys seem to really like him, though. Um, For sure. And uh, you know they, they seem to like his candor, as, as I said earlier. But uh, but yeah. So I, I think we'll end up. I mean, is he going to end up? Is he going to keep doing that, or do you think we'll see him doing some like play by play with Arlo or something, or is it just going to is it just going to be math, match analysis like this? Yeah, we'll see. I think uh, I think he's probably going to be in the studio for the foreseeable future, but I don't know. Yeah. I think they're going to figure out a way to get him back in the locker room. Maybe he'll be a sideline guy or something like that. I don't know. Well, yeah. And that's what I was about to say too. I mean, I, he, he's got a coach at some point or something, doesn't he? Yeah. I mean, um, and, and that's really the last thing that we'll probably talk about is like the, the, the Ted and, you know, Dr. Or doc, as he's allowed to call her now, uh, doc Fieldstone, like she, uh, she's just kind of got his number it seems and you know it's kind of funny I mean he's pretty pissed with Higgins early on in this episode that uh you know Higgins didn't give him a heads up that he was going to hire the doc for like the remainder of the season or whatever um I mean he's pissed in the like you know the way that Ted gets pissed is that says you should have told me but I I realize why you shouldn't have obviously and you know but you still should have done it but don't actually do it so it was kind of an interesting back and forth and beard kind of weighed in and just told Higgins to leave it alone. But, uh, but yeah, I well, mean, there's, they're certainly but, still feeling each other out, but. Well, that's the, that's the big thing though, too, is like possibly what she's going to help out with is Ted to actually be the strong leader when he needs to be, you know, like yeah. he, he oftentimes, even at the very beginning of, of, of his introduction to Sharon was, she just wanted to know if he was good at his job and she was looking for just a straight answer. And, uh, yeah. you know, he has a hard time, a hard time giving that. And, you know, the breakthrough, you know, they also discuss, you know, he's doing a great job of setting a, a good work environment, but the job one is to get, yeah, get wins and hopefully get promoted. And, yeah. you know, they, they've got eight, eight draws, you know, so yeah. Um, well, I don't know. and that's, that's one thing I was going to ask you, we kind of breezed over it last episode. I was going to ask it then, but I didn't, but like, is Ted good at his job? <laughs> like uh, to your point, I mean, I think he certainly is, you know, from some of those aspects, but like, you know, he pretty much asks her, like, do we have kind of a, if it ain't broke, don't fix it type situation. And, you know, she commends him for the stuff because that's no small task to be able to manage those egos and stuff that would be in a, a rock locker room like that and stuff. But, you know, she kind of says, like, good, good job on that. But is it not broken when you haven't won eight games into your season? Like, is, is that what you want to be doing? And so I think that's really kind and, of finally what gets him and, to rethink, she, like. And should the team psychologist care about more about W's than the head yeah. coach? 
Yeah. 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 When the team psychologist is like, yeah, you need to get some W's buddy that you're, you're probably in a tough spot, but, uh, but yeah. So, I mean, you know, and Ted tries to kind of psychoanalyze her, uh, right away. Um, when Ted tries to give Rebe- Rebecca's biscuits to the doc, like what yeah, the hell, Ted? Yeah. Uh, which what's funny about that is like Rebecca notices it immediate immediately, um, and she still eats them. And you know, after Ted yeah. says like she didn't want them because she doesn't eat sugar, she's like, "What a fucking yeah. asshole!" Uh, <laughs> which which was pretty funny, but uh, but yeah, I mean, um, he he kind of goes all in and just kind of says like, "Oh yeah, that's." that's a healthy way to do it. Like it's, it wouldn't be better just to kind of like reassess the way that you deal with these things. And I think right then is kind of when she, she kind of had a, a, a little bit of a realization of her own is like, Oh, okay. This is, this is how this guy functions. And uh, she started to see behind the curtain a little bit too there, but, uh, but yeah. So, but yeah, it's not so subtle when she indicates like, yeah, morale is great. Um, you know, a discrimination free environment is great, but you better start winning, dude. <laughs> um, like you say, that's, that's, uh, that's a key takeaway, especially coming from the team psychologist, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it, that dynamic was more entertaining to watch this, this episode than it was last episode. Uh, just cause Ted got a, a few, a few, uh, strikes in as well this episode, I thought, but yeah. So I don't know. You got anything else? That's uh, did you have a lassoism for this one? I, I guess I just looked at my notes and it looks like I don't have one. So I'm, I, I'm relying I, could, on... I, I was hard, hard pressed to find one, but maybe we should add a new column for like um, words to live by, by Roy, Roy Kent. <laughs> and I, and I think one there of my go. favorite, my, <laughs> my favorite like coaching uh, or, or maybe things, things to tell you soccer teams so like after the loss I love the quote where he goes burn this moment into your brains <laughs> I just thought yeah. that was hilarious which is like yeah. yeah this feels and terrible remember yeah. it yeah let it and then let it live inside you forever <laughs> yeah freaking U9 team and then yeah. I think when when like the teacher or whoever oversees the team kind of says like you know well you need to talk them up a little bit more than that like tough love never hurt but you know it helps to know that the coach cares and <laughs> the yep. best he can do with that is like i hope you come back and play next year but only if you fucking mean it <laughs> <laughs> you got like, to right. get a swear word <laughs> yeah it's like uh, that, that was pretty good just like chuck yeah. the box of uh chuck the box of trophies at him like before that too that was that was pretty good so yeah um uh, I don't, Ted didn't have a huge role to play in this, uh, this episode. And I, I think part of the reason we're not coming up with as many lassoisms this season, or it's harder to come up with them is that he's not really that guy anymore right now. It seems like, like that's being the lasso ways being outsourced to other people right now. It seems is, is that your impression too? Well, it's just, you know, he's, he's a little bit off his game right now for sure. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And we'll we'll see what happens, you know. Yeah, we need to we need yeah. to maybe have sassy emerge or Ooh. or something something else to shake 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 things up for Ted. But yeah, but we'll see. Yeah. Well, and I think you know we've got that in the next episode coming. What? How does Jamie end up on the field at the end of this episode? Is 
is what we've got to resolve. So, yeah, but, uh, yeah. All right, man. That's, that's all I got. You got anything else? Uh, I think that's it for this week for me. All right. Well, we'll see you next week until we do it again. Live life the last way. 